you know. Here we yeah. go. We. Good evening, Melrosians the world over. I'm Tom Catalini. I'm Jen LeClaire. I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Linda Apple. <laughs> yes, and this is Let's Talk Melrose. Melrose, a show where Melrosians talk to Melrosians about Melrose. And guess who I saw on Pleasant Street today? Eugenia Gibbons in the flesh picking up her kids at the Lincoln uh, School. It was great to catch up. Beautiful, sunny day. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was fun. I, I, too, had a Eugenia sighting at pickup. It was glorious. Right? It's like a celebrity sighting. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. It's the whole day. Oh, so shout out. Now it's your FOMO. If you're watching so Eugenia, hello. Shout out. So another shout out to one of our top fans. Do we all? Oh, there it is. It is the day, day of Dugan. Happy, happy birthday, mid-century Dugan. Mid-century Dugan, happy birthday. And so this reminds me, probably uh, you too, of the famous quote by Ogden Nash. Are you guys familiar with that? Mm -hmm. Yes, you are only young once, but you can stay immature indefinitely. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so Matt, uh, embrace that. And happy birthday to you from everyone at the show and in Melrose Nation. From all of from all of Melrose, exactly. Well, why don't we say Melrose Nation? That has a good <laughs> Melrose ring Nation. to it. Mel I Melrose it. Worldwide. Worldwide is also it. another good, yeah, <laughs> another good handle. So, uh, you know, I think like seeing people in person might be coming a thing. Uh, so there's mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, more people are. Uh, what we're in phase two or whatever of the vaccine rollout. I know more people are eligible it seems like almost everybody and i just keep on my text threads there's a lot of people uh securing appointments and or having multiple opportunities for appointments so it seems like the vaccine rollout is happening in earnest but on the gas i'm yes. going on friday for my first nice yay psyched yep bring it i'm i'm totally vaccinated as of Woo. as of last friday so nice. yeah you do, yeah you yeah. do everything 100 percent, linda that's the way you roll. <laughs> yeah that's the way I roll, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, somebody who has, sh oh, wait a minute. I went into the news without doing the news. Uh, it's not official. Wait a minute. Sorry, it's this is not official yet. <laughs> I get so caught up in the Dugan celebration that it was hard to sort of come back down. <laughs> that, is, that is the news for the that day. Is the news. Yeah, that is the news. Exactly. Yeah. So we talked about the vaccine rollouts happening. So uh, sign up. There's CVS. There's the state website. There's a clinic in Malden. There's, uh, I think somebody said something about Melrose Wakefield, but it's it's happening in earnest. Three million doses a day. I think they're going to, I heard they're going to ramp it up to four million. I think President Biden said something on the news today, moving up his uh, 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 goals by a couple of weeks. So it's, it's happening. Mm, nice so we hope you. everybody can get uh, vaccinated and that they can run into Eugenia Gibbons around the streets of Melrose. Exactly. Safe, safely. Safely. And, and, and uh, brighten their own damn days. Yes, we are doing it. Actually, I have that shirt on right now. <laughs> so that's a good call. So yes. Yeah. So the answer is yes. But somebody who has shepherded this town through mm -hmm. the pandemic, uh, Ruth Clay, our health director, is retiring. Now, she had planned to retire, I heard, 
maybe uh, a, a year or so ago, but hung in there for the pandemic and has really kind of got us to the point where we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. The thing I wonder about this is she's the health director for Melrose and Wakefield. Yeah, so there was some kind yeah. of consortium thing under Rob Dolan's administration. So I don't really know what this means for the future of that role. Maybe nothing significant, but uh, yeah, I raised an eyebrow. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm wondering about yeah. that. It looks it's like two eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I think what we'll, we'll hopefully be watching for a job opening and we'll be telling the world um, but we're yeah. very grateful that we had continuity in public mm -hmm. service with Ruth sticking around for us. So um, cheers also to Ruth. Yes. 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 Thank, thank you. Cheers. Thank cheers you very cheers. much. Thank, thank you for thank you for sticking with everything. it. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As we as we all get our get our vaccines. So um, uh, so. Uh, our top fan birthday boy, Matt Dugan, said the whole show isn't about me. So in the spirit of that, I'm just going to say yes. Yes, it is. And we're going to figure out how we can work him into the rest of these Every news, transition. news, well, news, 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 call. news items. Call. Yep. So, so talking uh, about booze. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm sure Matt Dugan would love to be able to have a beer on the course after or or something on, on the course after after a after the back nine, I don't even know. Is this, is this sports ball with Jen LeClaire? Do they say something about links? I don't know. Anyway, um, so uh, uh, you right now you you cannot. You have to wait till you get back to the clubhouse. But um, Mayor Broder has just recently uh, filed something with City Council and expressed support for loosening up the liquor laws a little bit um, to allow for a beverage, not only a beverage cart on at Mount Hood, uh, but also uh, it would permit things like uh, sales of uh, sales in the uh, at the farmers market in in that park. So, um, you know, there's there's people who like and don't like these ideas. The Mount Hood Park Association um, wrote not an editorial a that yeah, not a fan does not support that. Um, there wasn't a lot of data there. If I can can be honest, it was a lot about like the, the terrible things that might happen and. I, I go back to, I said the same thing about fire pits that I'm gonna say about this, like there are rules in place for responsible adulting. You should be able, we we, we should be, uh, Melra should have faith in responsible adults to uh, to be able to to have a drink on the golf course. Yeah, or, we're very, Melrose is very timid. We, it's these yeah, baby steps. very conservative. So, it started out uh, when I read the article uh, a while back was about, you know, uh, serving drinks on the course. So could somebody come around a cart and sell drinks? I think was maybe the thing. And at least um, I'm supportive of the mayor's uh, initiative to kind of broaden it and just mm -hmm. make it available on public lands. There is some pushback. There's some concern. But he pointed out there's a liquor commission, you know, right. so that doesn't mean yeah. tomorrow we're down there boozing in the park as much as we might like to be. <laughs> Like you still have to get a liquor license. Like you can't, it's not yeah. la complete lawlessness it's, and right. the, the state, you know, so we're within a framework of uh, responsibility. Agreed. Agreed. So well, well, I'm sorry, a framework of compelled responsibility, <laughs> not yes. necessarily organically. There, uh, there <laughs> is a process, right? It will go yeah, through the process yeah. and we'll see what happens, but yeah. yes. So yeah. I heard Matt Dugan likes to read. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, he does. He might. Yeah, I, we'd like to. Yeah. We'd like to provide a a book recommendation uh, for birthday boy Matt Dugan. So Melrose author Jane Healy has a new book out called The Secret Stealers. Uh, and Dugan, if you like uh, action spy novels, this one is about a female American spy in Nazi occupied France. 
that's about all I know about it so far. <laughs> Sounds good. You I've had me read other no world's author. <laughs> yeah, and I've read I've other books by Jane. Um, it was uh, the Boston Girls. Is that? Mm -hmm. I hope I'm getting that right. But uh, yes, she, I have she, heard she, of that yeah. book because it's I know. It's a very good book. Recommend that. Yes, you're an avid reader. You're in like. 11 teen book clubs, many, right? Many, <laughs> many, many book clubs. Yes. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a pretty cool skill. Yeah. What's your, what's yeah. your, what's your pick? Any other, uh, what's hot on the presses these days? Oh, uh, let's see. We read a really good book that was like one of the top books of 2020 called The Vanishing Half. I would, called by Britt Bennett. I would absolutely recommend that. She's not a Melrose author, but it's still a very good book. But Jane Healy's book, the the, uh, the Boston Girls, is very good. So I highly nice. recommend. And, so, you know, support our local authors. Yes, yes. So um, back in Ohio in probably the early 80s, I think Matt Dugan went to a prom. Uh, and I'm not sure if his date had trouble finding a semi-dress, but... Um, <laughs> had, had she been in Melrose, they would have been fine. Now I'm really oh feeling like now I really want to see uh, Dugan's prom picture. But uh, but yes, thanks to the uh, MHS Environmental Club who has partnered with Zero Waste Melrose, there is a prom and semi-dress resale event here in Melrose. Um, you can drop off your uh, uh, gently used uh, prom or semi-dresses or in our case last year, we didn't have the prom, so the tags are still on. Uh, my, mm -hmm. my kids would have had prom and semi, both of them canceled. So we have dresses with the tags still on that we will drop off to either 31 Gooch Street or 44 Henry Ave before the 14th. That's coming right up. And then the resale event is uh, after school in front of Melrose High School on April 14th. So check, check Do you that guys out. have any of your prom dresses still? Yes, I do. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, but I have that. some my daughters, so we may have to partake in that. Give why do you ask them away? <laughs> because I knew you would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Jen does. <laughs> and yeah. if you didn't, you would have recreated it just so you had it. <laughs> right. No, I'm not. I'm not Molly Ringwald. Jeez, you're, you're pretty uh, damn close. Okay. All right, we're um, we're we're about in the the point in the show where Dugan probably needs a snack. Right. Yes. Yes. Definitely give him a snack. So this is the one I could talk to. I feel like I've been watching the shows. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No. Thank you. Um, so um, the Melrose Together Spirit Squad has put together a pack a snack um, effort to help provide food and snack and nourishment for. Um, students who are within the Housing Families programs. So if you would mind going running to the store and adding some extra snacks to your grocery list, um, I'll put the event down here, drop them off actually at Linda's house um, <laughs> <laughs> by Sunday, this Sunday, and then we're gonna deliver them to um, the Housing Families um, organization and also shout out to our friends at the Melrose, at the food drive in Melrose, um, who are providing um, over 100 apples um, we were trying to calculate how many apples we should. Um, she's like, oh, that's no problem. So thanks for providing all the fresh fruit. Feel free to add some more. Um, but yes, there's the link. Sign up to pack a snack. That's so nice. cool. So is this is this yeah. sort of for um, for break? Is this like while vacation while, week? Yeah. During vacation uh, week when there yeah. might not be access to, to yeah. that. 
Okay, yes, gotcha. Because right, because right. there's free there's free you know free breakfast and lunch yep. at school now, and so this yep. is a great way to yeah. <gasps> So speaking of good right. people we should have on the show, we have a special guest. We haven't even talked about our special guest yet. So yes. we have uh, Rabbi Jessica from uh, Temple Beth Shalom. And I'm going to play the walk-up music while we bring her on the stage. Yay. Hi. Hi. Hello, Hello, Rabbi Jessica. Hi. Thank you guys so much for welcome. Me. This is great. Oh. So we were just saying we've been trying to get you on for a very long time. Um, yeah, but... there was something that happened like around March <laughs> last year. I don't know. Yes. So good yeah. to see yeah. you now. Good to see you guys too. I've, I've seen your show. You know, I don't know. What do you so say? We, long welcome. Time First time guests. Do you really watch the show? I've seen a few of them. Whenever yeah. Linda's on, the whole synagogue thing. I knew there was a rating boost every rating boost every yep. time she was on. Now it's I know true. why. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you know, so I am the f I am the former president of the temple, yeah. so you know, I do have a fan base there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. As, well, you, as you do uh, all over Melbourne. Right. It's bigger, uh, bigger than that. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, but anyway, so let's not outshine the rabbi, please, on the first appearance <laughs> no. on the show, Linda. If you could tone it down a little bit. But, uh, Sorry. Sorry. But we talked about having you on the show about a year ago because you were relatively new uh, to the to the town and the to the temple. And um, so now we get to talk to you a year in and we understand it's uh under different circumstances with COVID and all of that, but we're just kind of curious what your experience has been like kind of settling into the community and playing such a prominent role in the community at the same time. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll start out by saying that, um, yeah, you're right. The second year has been slightly different than I expected. Um, but I think that we did a great job. We, um, we all are figuring out how, you know, we figured out this whole year, how to get around COVID, how to stay in community, um, and how to stay together because when I first interviewed for the job, um, you know, I was out of rabbinical school. I was looking around Massachusetts to see, you know, where I would end up. And I knew pretty quickly that Melrose was a very special place. Um, that I had, I grew up in Framingham. I never heard of Melrose. Like I'm, yeah. I just never yeah. knew about this little in between area, like above yeah. Austin, not quite North Shore. Um, and then I came and everybody showed me around and I met the board, I met a bunch of people and there was really clearly something unique. Um, it's a small community, everybody is involved, people feel responsible for supporting each other and being there for one another. Um, you know, I've worked in a lot of larger synagogues and it's very easy to just kind of slip in, slip out, nobody really has to get to know each other and nobody has to participate you know, you can drop your kids off for Hebrew school and then peace out. Um, mm -hmm. But it was really different here. Um, everybody is involved because they have to be small. Uh, I'm the first full-time rabbi, which was really exciting. So the community is, is really unusual. Um, and that has continued to be the case, you know, a year and a half in. Wow. That's, I just, I didn't really, so what's the difference between a full-time and a part-time? Like what other responsibilities do you have? Like, do you have office hours or like, how does that? <laughs> yeah. Back in the day when I was in the office. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I work 
at least 40 hours a week, generally. Um, I also oversee the Hebrew school. So the synagogue used to have a rabbi that was really in charge of ritual. Um, Rabbi Fertig was incredible. I'm so thankful. He's a great mentor for me. He really showed me everything. When I first came, he... Jamie. Um, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie is great. Also, one of our young moms, uh, great kids, really, really great kids. Um, so I really appreciate Rabbi Fertig, but he was mostly in charge of ritual. They had someone else in charge of the Hebrew school. Um, so now I just oversee everything, and it's really nice because I get to know people in different capacities. Uh, we have a lot of chats now that it's warm enough out. We can stand outside for Hebrew school drop off and pick up. Um, I get to see people in person, even if we are, you know, masked and kind of separated, but um, it's been wonderful. So the temple has always been uh, like a beacon, like a major player in this community for uh, Christmas dinner and um, on the MLK day, like all the cards, card making, and even after Santa comes down, everyone runs to the temple for the latke night. So for those who don't know much about um, the the Hebrews, the Jewish side of what happens there, (laughs) we're just wrapping up Passover. Um, So would you, do you want to talk a little bit about what it is, um, how it was different for you this year? Yeah. Great. Okay. So uh, I'll talk about what Passover is. Happy to do a recap. I, uh, the Ten Commandments is one of my favorite movies of all time. I do have a thing <laughs> Brenner. I'm not going to put that out there. <laughs> yes, I will say, as, if you see the Ten Commandments and then you also see the Prince of Egypt, the animated uh, movie, you pretty much got it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's I mean, about, that's about six hours of viewing, though. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quality, <laughs> viewing, though. quality. Very yes. Worth it. Um, no, so Passover is a celebration of. Uh, Back in the day, a few thousand years ago, um, the Jewish community was enslaved in Egypt because they were a small minority uh, community within a larger nation. And they were seen because as outsiders and a potential threat. Um, so in case that doesn't strike any bells, it's a really relevant story. Um, it, yeah. it plays out all the time throughout all of our history. So it's one of the reasons I think Passover continues to be one of the most celebrated holidays. Um, I think around over 75% of Jews in America celebrate Passover. Um, Just to let you know, maybe 20% belong to a synagogue. So that gives you a sense of, Mm. you know, where where people spend their time. Um, And so we normally conduct the Passover Seder. Seder just means order. Um, And the Seder was created in the Middle Ages sometime, um, probably around the year 600. Um, And we go through a bunch of different rituals to do our best in a clearly not perfect way um, to try and feel as if we ourselves were slaves in Egypt. That's one of the lines in the Haggadah. It says that you can't just read this. You can't just go through the motions. Um, The point of this holiday is to increase empathy and to you know, look in our history, look at our past, really feel the experience, and then to look outwards. Um, so many times uh, organizations will have like Passover Haggadah inserts uh, with whatever mission that they are they are in charge of. So you can find a insert that talks about hunger and homelessness, on immigration, on asylum seeking. Um, all of these themes really just are 
blended perfectly into, into what Passover is all about. Um, Tom, have you been to a Seder before? I ha um, So I don't know if I know the names of the ceremony. So I, I lived in, <laughs> lived in a group home. I lived in a home with um, a number of roommates and uh, two of them were Jewish and we um, sat down and did, maybe it was a Seder, Seder. I don't remember what time of year, but it was, it was, it was pretty cool. I've got to say there was, you know, certain readings in the story, in the history, and it was just mm -hmm. a really kind of a cool thing to be a part of and, and to learn about and to see, them my friends as young adults were like early 20s you know sort of embracing this tradition and kind of taking it seriously it was it was it was, it was cool on like a number of fronts so um so i think i guess i've had that experience but you know i'm trying to remember uh and i haven't seen the movie in like 30 years or 40 years but uh who was passing over what is it the holy spirit or we're passing by <laughs> certain houses what what is the actual who's passing what over? over great so it's the angel of death um, yes. passed over the the houses when the 10th plague and, was and the they were marked with one. blood sheep's blood yep. or something was yeah. that it blood. and that's yeah. how they knew yeah. lamb's blood mm -hmm. sorry yes okay. lamb's blood. Yeah. yes and so on the yeah. passover seder plate you have a bunch of symbolic foods and a lamb shank is one of those foods to remind us of of that sacrifice and uh, that experience. Finding a lamb shank can be very tricky. Um, you have to go to the butcher section of your grocery store and they will give you a weird look. Like, why do you have this? And then they don't for free, it's very nice. So interesting. But Tom, if we're in person next year, you are definitely invited to our Seder Welcome. table. Welcome, yes. Yes. I, so yeah, I would say that the, the temple, yeah, thank you. The, the temple, uh, can I'll be your, can I be Tom's plus one? Yeah, <laughs> if, absolutely. If Stephanie, Stephanie, is welcome. If, if Stephanie is busy, <laughs> um, <laughs> just for, just for show, re just for show research purposes. No, but I wanted to say, I, I haven't, I haven't been to, to any of the, the official ceremonies at the temple, but, um, Kind of similar to what Sam was was saying earlier, it's such a beacon to this community, and there are so many other um, community events that I have been to there. Some of the ones that Sam mentioned, also the Mave Coffee House. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Gosh, yeah, you said the MLK Day. Um, oh, there was just yeah, there was a DEI event. Um, yeah, packed this, in there about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anti-racism uh, event. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's just you know, for, for for me to not be of the faith, I've always felt welcome there. There's always been um, so just really. Um, welcoming, accessible kind of community events there. So uh, the way you described it as kind of a, a beacon for the for the community and being really accessible and, and welcoming. I really appreciate that. And plus the 80s, we have to talk about the 80s party <laughs> that you haven't even been able to go to yet. No, I'm so sad. <laughs> it's the hottest party in Melrose. It's so much fun. Stephanie says, yes, Tom should bring his wife. <laughs> yes. I'll bring Sorry, Tom's Stephanie. Wife. Oh. <laughs> Everybody invited. Um, yeah, the 80s party now, is... The only thing is now I have to Google what a shank is. Shank bone. Shank bone. 
Uh, the, 80s, the 80s party uh, fundraiser every year for, for the temple is one of the most fun parties in Melrose. It's so yeah, much fun. Absolutely. The fun. Yes. I would say the fun, the best night funnest, in Melrose. The funnest. Yeah. The funnest. Oh, <laughs> I've, never yes. seen, I've only seen the pictures, um, but I've never seen so many wigs and leather pants in one. <laughs> it was really impressive. I've, you true. guys are very dedicated. Melrose is serious about it's, it's it's a live band, right? Doesn't Scattershot play that, or they yep. played it in the past, or was it's a live band? Yeah. It's embracing the eighties. And how many people dress as Molly Ringwald for this event? Oh, not just, many. There's a lot of hair bands. A lot it's of hair, hair bands. Yeah. In, yeah. in fairness, it's yeah. tough to pull off. It's probably easier to go Madonna, maybe. There's some Madonna, yeah. some Madonna. One year there was Adam Ant. Nice. I remember that was really oh, good. Yeah. Devo, right? Some Devo. We, yep. We give yeah. out the Robert Palmer girls, you know, the mm -hmm. backup, uh, you know, singers. Good. Yeah, those, those are great. That so we give out good. awards. But unfortunately, we can't do that this year. So yeah. we're doing yeah. a trivia night instead on mm -hmm. Zoom, which is, you know, not as it's what still fun, but what a sales pitch. People are dialing in right now. <laughs> Somebody was going to give us some 80s trivia to see. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, the only yeah. comment it says is Dugan as Molly Ringwald. That's the only comment <laughs> I have so far. <laughs> the production team's asleep at the switch back there. <laughs> <laughs> He's busy laughing at the shanks. So we'll put the, we'll put the link. If you want to join us on Zoom for the 80s trivia night, we can put the link in the chat. That's that's uh, It's really fun night. Um, but hard. can I go back to one? Can I go back to one one quick thing that that yeah. I really wanted to ask Rabbi Jessica? Because Jen, you were talking about you know feeling so welcome at the temple, and um, we do have a lot of interfaith um, families in our temple, and um, I think that's you know for me, I'm an interfaith marriage, and it's it's for me and my family, it's been a wonderful, amazing experience, um, and. I know that you just received this very prestigious uh, fellowship. Call, um, can you talk about that for just a minute and tell us about that? Because it is yeah. it is it for interfaith uh, couples yes. or? Yeah, um, great. Yes, absolutely. So yes, I was I am a Rukin Rabbinic Fellow with Eighteen Doors, which was formerly uh, Interfaith Families, and their whole purpose is to provide a place for interfaith Jewish couples. Um, or whatever multicultural couple, you know, terminology is not perfect. Um, but for people who are Jewish and Jewish adjacent uh, to find their way through these holidays and to find a place that is incredibly open and non-judgmental, um, because the majority of Jewish couples are indeed interfaith. Um, aside, if you count out the Orthodox community, um, I think about 73% of Jewish of Jews marry someone who is not born Jewish. So that's that's a lot of people. Um, yeah. And I think it's wonderful. I think it's really important that we embrace the real the reality that more people is better. It's good. It's yeah. important because yeah. Judaism does not have to be this like isolated, sectioned off um, community where you have to follow things in a certain way. America is not like that. And Amer and Judaism in America has never actually been like that. Judaism in America has a long history of really bucking all the trends of uh, tradition from Europe and from other areas um, and embracing the multicultural reality of America. So, you know, 
is one of my passions. I love working with couples. Um, they actually have to think about religion uh, at the beginning, whereas when I talk to Jewish-Jewish couples, um, they just didn't talk about it. They were like, whatever, we're both Jewish. I guess we'll figure stuff out later. Yeah. But nobody is the same. Like no two people are exactly the same. You have to talk about oh, what do you actually believe in? Like what mm -hmm. do you want? What does your Judaism look like? Um, and what are your expectations? And um, I just love working with couples who start talking about it early on and actually have to form their opinions. And um, they're really special, wonderful conversations. And it's such an honor to work with people. And learn how to talk about it, right? Like you know, yeah, learn how to talk about some 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 big things. What does what does eighteen yeah. doors mean? What is is that? Mm. What is eighteen doors? <laughs> so eighteen is uh, eighteen is the number for chai. Uh, it's two letters in the Hebrew alphabet that, when you put them together, mean life, um, ah. and then numerically they mean eighteen. All ah. letters are also numbers in Judaism, um, yeah. and then they pick the door symbol to show that there are just many different ways to step into a Jewish community, right? Some people come mm -hmm. through a ritual lens, some people are coming through a social justice lens, um, some people are coming through like a food heritage lens. All of those doors open up and, you know, none of them are closed, none of them are locked. So that's, I think, where they came from. I'd like to come through the food. The food door. Ask what's on the menu first. You might not like everything. I'm knocking on the food door. Yeah. That's, that could, that I was a filter fish lover. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yes, it's, so, it's so funny. I think I've been through a number of those doors in my life without... <laughs> Seriously, without though, without, yeah, without right. thinking about without, it, like, right, so right. I'm realizing just, it, yeah. I'm right. now thinking of the, the, you know, the kids I live with and, and the yeah. people of Jewish faith or heritage that I've known yeah. over the years and how many things I've been involved in, like mm -hmm. certainly by mitzvahs and, you know, yeah, sort right. of ceremonies, mm -hmm. but just in a number of different ways. And I'm not sure. So I was raised Catholic. I'm not sure I could say I've had a lot of Jewish friends to mass or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it, it, it's really interesting. And it's, um, so it's it's just interesting how sort of I hadn't thought of it, but how sort of open and fluid and there's yeah. this there's something happening there from an outsider's perspective. But it's been true. Like I used to live in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. or up here that there's like this uh, celebration and honor of tradition, but also sort of like this self-awareness and like willingness to educate. And like I was always totally like welcome and patiently yes. sort of got like I never for a second felt whereas like so, in my own faith of Catholicism I'm not sure that's always been true there's a lot of like rules and you know you got to do this and don't do that and I'm like it's very intimidating to go to yeah. and to go to mass and I almost felt you know like it was a little easier to go to temple sometimes so, um, <laughs> you actually just jarred my memory Tom um so um I'm I'm Jewish and um, although it is seemingly extremely welcome, welcoming in the United States, there was, I did, I was in, um, London for Yom Kippur and in entering the temple, um, there were guards, police officers mm -hmm. with, wow. um, rifles guarding mm -hmm. the temple during wow. this high holy time. Um, and it was, um, it was very jarring and very shocking, but, and very, it grounded me on actually, you know, reminding myself of how much we are open in this country. Um, even though, you know, recent past few years, we've had some yeah, severe anti-Semitic yeah. uh, hate crime, mass murder, but um, 
Rabbi, if you could speak a little bit more to the work. Um, there's a social justice committee that I think I've read about. Um, if you could speak more to their work and what they're doing yeah, and how we can get involved. Yeah, um, I will just say, you know, we do have poli a police presence, especially around the high holidays when we're in person, because the reality is there is a lot of um, hatred in this world and uh, people tend to aim it in certain directions. And um, so I, I always thank the police department here in Melrose for being really thoughtful um, and really aware of, of us and our needs. Um, but one of the things that I love the most is that no matter what's going on, like towards the Jewish community, one of our one of our goals is to be outward facing, um, and to make sure that we're bringing our Jewish values into the wider world. I always tell people, Judaism doesn't live in the synagogue. Um, Judaism is what you do every day of your life, every moment of your life. It's the decisions that you make. Um, it's letting your values kind of lead who you are and how you interact. So we have a really robust uh, social action committee. And then, um, so that's doing things like the MLK volunteering and organizing, um, doing book reads around certain topics. Um, and then this past summer, we started an anti-racism task force as well. Um, so we just had a few speakers talking about inclusion, Jews of color, um, the you know, new language around the LGBTQ uh, community, and just really, really saying that like the way we interact with people um, is a reflection of, of who we are, of what we want to be, and, and who Judaism tells us that we have to be, that we have to do better and try and continue to make sure that we're welcoming uh, and in loving all people, you know, no matter where they are, or how they present themselves. And um, if you truly believe that every single person was created in the divine image, then that's it. I mean, there's no qualifications to that. There's no kind of sidelining it. <laughs> well said. So wow. when, are your, when are your office hours again? But no, really, I'll say to you know anybody who's out there, uh, my door is always open. I'm happy to talk. If you're interested in Judaism, if you're not interested in Judaism and just want to chat, I'm I'm around. I don't have that much to do. So um, so please you know, help. <laughs> Yes, yeah. very, very well spoken yeah. and inspiring. Yeah, thank yeah, you thank you that. so much. Yeah, so uh, we're very we did, lucky to have her. Very lucky yeah. to have you. That's we what I. That's a, what I keep hearing everywhere. Yeah, we did get a submission of trivia. I think this is what this is. Four TLM, LTMM hosts and a rabbi walk onto a golf course. <laughs> Is this a little? Is this a, actually, I think Paul would let a drink. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to say false. false. I'm going to say the answer is false to that one. False, false. <laughs> All right, thank so, you so much for joining us on the show. Yes. I'm sorry, Jen, did you thank have another? You. I was, I, yeah, I was, I was just going to say the same thank you. And um, would you like to, uh, would you like to wish our our top fan Matt Dugan a happy oh birthday? Gosh. I'm so sorry, Matt. Of course. We need to get you a mug. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. All right. So we're just gonna we're gonna dance it off now. And so thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you around town. See you around town. Bye.